Welcome to the Center in the Saint. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Allison Kane. Today, we are going to talk about being the sunshine. Which is so ironic because today, as we record, it is pouring outside. It's not just pouring, it is a rainy Monday. Yes, which is not always the easiest to wake up and get moving. Yeah. But hey, we're going to bring it. Yeah, and if y'all could see, I have some super fun shoes on because I decided to wear my own sunshine today. We should post a picture. Totally. Yeah, those are super cute and, and flowery and sunny. So I think we want to talk about, um, we're going to Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5. We're going to spend some time there and some truth that Paul shared with the early church over the next several weeks, probably just random stuff. But some ways, it doesn't matter where you are in your walk with God or what, where you are with your faith journey, but these are things that we can all do just to be good citizens, to be kind people, not just to our families and to ourselves, but to everyone around us, which I think we could use right now, a little direction. Absolutely. And, you know, I also think... Um... Many times we sit here and say, am I doing enough? Am I doing the right stuff? How am I um, responding to uh, what's going on in the world? Am I doing my part? And hopefully for someone that might be a box checker, this is going to free you from some stress and guilt. I think so because, you know, we have to get out of the Bible sometimes. I mean, trust me, we, we need to be in the Word of God. There's no disputing that. But you cannot sit in your attic Every day, all day long. We're in the attic. We are in the attic. Currently. Sitting in the attic. (laughs) But we will not be there all day. Okay. Every day. (laughs) Seven days a week. Just studying the Word of God. That is not what we're called to do. We're called to study it, but we're, most importantly, God wants us to go out and to live it, to be the hands and feet, to be the love, to be the light, all those things that we talk about, but just to spread love, right? And truth. And so there are two things, the first two things that Paul talks about in this are to encourage one another and build each other up. Now, based off the past, I don't know, few months of life in the United States and in general, it does not feel like this is what we are doing. No, y'all, this is the deal. You guys were so harsh and cruel on social media. Allison quit. I did. I'm totally off Facebook. (laughs) She pieced out of Facebook. I I tried to keep her there as long as I could. But all those hateful things and slinging mud and, you know, being angry. And what did um, Darrell say last week or, you know, a couple weeks ago? He said, you're keyboard warriors. Yes. We got to be more than that. I just, I don't want to fill my mind and heart up with that turmoil and hatred. That is so easy to do like would you just have a conversation and be nice because let me tell you it is a lot harder to say those things and to be so mean in person with other people and if you were with me i might punch you in the face in the face in the face in the face <laughs> take you out <laughs> so when it comes to encouraging other people so this is always a this is kind of my spiritual gift. I am an encourager. I know you are because I am the recipient. And oh. like just your text messages bring me joy. And then sometimes I'll get this handwritten letter and it just melts me. And I'm like, oh, I have one that is in a very pristine place. That when every day when I wake up, that is one of the first things I see. 
Oh my gosh, that is such a sweet compliment. Thank yeah. you. Well, I just, I don't know. It's just in me. I, I, it's just what I do. And I just love to encourage other people. I don't care who you are, what you do. I've always been this crazy optimist and I can always find the good and the bad. And sometimes that can go the wrong way, you know, because people get frustrated. Sometimes people just want to sit in their mud puddle and they don't want to hear anything positive. They just want to sit there and I get that. And we mm. should be able to sit every now and then for a little while and roll around in the mud. And But then we do have to get out. <laughs> Yeah, interesting you say that. Um, Recently, someone was discussing how does a room change when you walk into the room? And that just means, like, that's a personal reflection question. When you come into the room, you know, does it seem happier? Does it seem like ho-hum? Do you change the conversation to a dirgy conversation where everyone's like, well, okay, let's gather our things. So this is, you know... Um, and so I think that's kind of a gut check thing and, and whether or not you might be hanging out in the med pit a little long. Mm. Yeah. And it, again, it's okay to be there every now and then. Yeah. We all have crap happens and we can't be all sunshine and roses all the time. And it's okay to have those bad weeks, those bad, you know, months, whatever. But, but we do have to climb out and we have to start seeing that. But that's when it comes, it becomes our job as Christ followers to encourage others and build them up in whatever that looks like. And for me, I am, like I said, it comes so naturally for me to encourage other people. I could make it a job. I mean, I love it. Kind it kind of is your job. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, that's your job. That's my job. I like it. I love that job. But I will tell you, to be on the other end, not that I don't need encouragement, because I do. There are so many times when I get discouraged, when I'm like, why am I doing this, God? Why have you called me to be this, to do this ministry or speak? Is anyone listening? What's the, what, what does it matter? No, nobody's listening. It doesn't matter. Everybody's heard it before. Whatever. Those, those doubts creep in. But it is hard for me to accept encouragement Mm. so I think that that can be a problem like it's I think you can either I think it is rare to find someone who is both super good at giving it and super good at receiving it Um, I think it's one or the other some people are really good at receiving it but cannot give it who have you have you met any of those people like they're so good that's all they want is your praise but they are not as quick or more uncomfortable. It's not that they're mean. It, it is hard for them to express encouragement to other people and compliments. Interesting. This probably goes back to like one of those books everybody talks about, like your gifts or your love language. I don't know. Yeah. There's so many that Spiritual I refuse gifts, to love. read. <laughs> like, Lord have mercy, y'all. <laughs> but um, I, I wonder if it aligns if you find those people. Well, I mean, for an example, sorry, babe, I'm not throwing you under the bus, but I mean, if he was here, my husband, he would tell you, he grew up in a home where, um, you know, he didn't receive a ton of, you know, verbal encouragement. They weren't a super lovey, touchy, huggy, feely family. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the opposite. And so when we met, it was like, whoa, we had two extremes going on. So we had to negotiate and figure out this. I was so used to receiving encouragement from my father, and Matt was like, well, you shouldn't need encouragement. Like, no one should. You just got to do what I did and pull up your bootstraps, get to work, and make it happen. Suck it up, buttercup. Exactly. 
And so, you know, even as a manager in his company and things like that, he's had to learn, you know, people need encouragement. They need to be built up. And it's not a prideful thing. It's, you, it is just, to, it's an incentive. It's motivation. It's just love. It's kindness. It's an appreciation that you're showing to someone, an acknowledgement. Hey, you're moving in the right direction. Hey, you're appreciated. You're seen. Who doesn't want to be seen? Yeah, you know, as you're saying that out loud, I do wonder if I'm someone that has a hard time giving encouragement. I do send text messages. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, you're super quick to give me encouragement. Maybe just my inner tribe, my, my like close people. Right. Interesting. We don't want feedback on that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on our own personal growth issues, okay, without your input. No. Um, but I think that there's so many levels to this, and it's interesting to just sort of pause on these two and reflect on where, you know, where are my strengths and then where are my weaknesses and so it's almost like receiving help from others. I'm so, I like, I want to cook you a meal. I want to take a card. I want to put something on your doorstep. But if you do that for me, I'm uncomfortable. It's like, oh, I should be doing that for you. But that's not fair. Because it's then I'm taking away a blessing. a blessing from someone else, right? And so, you know, it's like, why are you uncomfortable with that, mm. Allison? You know, <laughs> again. Me and my counselor will work through that. I can't wait to hear what your counselor says because I feel like this has been a topic of conversation in the past in my life, and sometimes you don't feel you feel like you don't want to owe anybody anything. Yes, like right. if someone has given me something, well, now I feel like I have to give you something back, which is not the reason it, they do it. It's not the reason they do it. So maybe that's playing into it somehow. I do. I do think that. It goes deep, right? Right? <laughs> Deeper than this podcast is going to go. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think like what God is asking me in this, you know, in all these things that we're going to be talking about, like these ways that we live, it's like, what, what do you do now that you know, that you believe that my son died for you? Like, how are you willing, what are you willing to sacrifice? How are you willing to live for me? And I think it's important to point out and reiterate, we do not earn our way into heaven. There's, we're not going to be, this is not a checklist, you know, of things that you can do. Like, you, you're going to have to, when you get to heaven, God's going to be like, did you encourage people? Check. Did you build people up? Check. You know, did you not steal? Check. Okay, you can enter. That is not how we get into heaven. And so living, doing these things is actually just a manifestation of understanding what God did for us through Jesus and his death and then accepting that. That's how you, that's how you get into heaven. So these things are just our heart change from accepting and realizing that and then wanting to live in a better way than maybe when we started out before we believed that. Yeah, but you know, I think that there's this time when you first understand maybe what God did for you, you've read the words, so you can kind of get it at a surface level, but then it becomes um, all for show oh. and expectation. So 
somewhere in the Bible, you know, I'm not the Bible scholar, so I don't know where it is, but it says, you know, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing or something of that nature. And so I do remember a time um, last week. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It wasn't last week. But <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yesterday, an hour ago. Yeah, just a few days ago. Um, but I do find myself sometimes with my husband. So every morning I get up and I make my husband's coffee. Um, he, I don't have to be anywhere in the morning, but I feel like for him just, you know, have a, have a great day. Here's your cup of coffee. Let's him know maybe, and maybe keeps him from having a little bit of resentment that I'm still in bed at seven 30 when he's walking out the door. Uh-huh. And so I make it a point to get up, make his coffee and hand his coffee on the way out the door. Tell him I love him. And that is encouraging and building him up. Right. And is there anything I can do for you today? Okay. That's what I ask him every day. But he has forgotten this coffee traveler mug that he uses and prefers in his car so many times. And so I'm now getting up and walking out in the rain at 630 in the morning to go get his coffee mug. Oh, is it a little bit harder to be encouraging and building up by making coffee when you have to walk out to the car? (laughs) So, you know, what's funny (laughs) is God and I have like, you know, God and I have these conversations in my head and, uh, I'm like, well, let me just wait and, and like come in wet so he sees all the trouble I had to go to. Right? And God's right. like, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. You're going to go get that coffee mug and you're going to walk in. He's not going to know he left it in his car. And so um, some days I do that. Some days I realize the coffee mug's not there. I'm like, hey, can I have your keys? But never once am I allowed to say, do you see how much I love you? I went all the way to the car, you know, because then you have just taken away. That's all the praise you're going to get. Somewhere else in the Bible also says, if you get the praise of man, that's all the praise you're receiving. So there is a humility piece to this that you're bringing out that is so important. It it is a hard check. So when we're encouraging and building people up, it should not be for our own glory, our own praise, but because our hearts have changed. That's right. And there should be a humility in that. Uh, I've got a good husband story for you. This happened... Um, Chris and Matt, we love you guys a lot. We're we really so sorry do. that all this became about you guys, but hey, we appreciate you. <laughs> uh, we can't be the only ones who have struggled um, in being uh, encouraging and building up our husbands at all times. So one morning, Matt went um, out early to exercise, and I had carpool, middle school carpool. Well, uh, Matt left his truck in the middle of the driveway. Oh. Oh. So I couldn't get around him. He didn't pull up. But the reason he didn't pull up the night before was not because he was being a jerk. It was because we had a backyard full of boys playing basketball. And so he left his truck in the middle of the driveway so that the boys could continue playing their basketball game. So he didn't do it. Like for me, anyway, have dinner, move on, go to sleep. He goes to work out. Great. I go to do middle school. Carpool. He is there. There are no keys. I am running late. I cannot move his car. And I am so mad. I am so mad. I'm like, how can he do this? Oh my gosh. He did not think of me. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, he did not do any of this on purpose. And I was so mad at him. And he had done nothing. Like, no evil intent. He's, like, working out, thinking I'm looking good for my baby. I'm coming home. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. So, I take my car. And there was just enough room if I ran over the shrubs. My favorite hydrangeas. <gasps> I love hydrangeas. Me too. And so I just did, you know, like I took off and I crushed a couple of them. 
Oh, my heart hurts. Oh, I know. And I was so mad about that because we finally like had hydrangeas and I've always, I never had had them in a yard. And anyway, so, you know, the bitterness continues. I do carpool. I come home and I'm sitting here waiting for him to come back. And the Keurig is, I'm turning a really short story into something long. Sorry. I like it already though. <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining you sitting there like, Jesus sacrifice. How about I sacrifice my hydrangeas, Matt? Yes. Yes, and then so I come in, I make my cup of hot tea, and we had the Keurig, and so the the light starts flashing, which means I got the last bit of water, oh, and I was like, I ain't filling that water up for him to come in and have his coffee. He's gonna have to fill up that coffee, that coffee pot with his own water because I had to drive over my hydrangeas, and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm not talking to myself, which would have been a super red flag, but I am going through this <laughs> in my brain, people, and I sit down. And I'm going to do my Bible study with my hot tea oh. while I simmer. And the Lord's like, tap, 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 tap on my shoulder. And I'm like, I know. Okay, fine. I will fill up that water for him, Lord. But, but not gonna, right now. It's going to be tap water. It's not going to be filtered water. And that boy's going to drink tap water today. <laughs> and I was like such a baby about it. I was like, okay, God, fine. Yes, I know. I have to do that. This is ridiculous. I know I'm being juvenile, but I'm not going to do it right now. I mean, I was like a little child with the Lord. And then I literally waited until Matt um, rode his bike into the driveway before I filled up the water. But it was like, okay, fine, Lord, I'm doing it, but I'm doing that at the very last minute. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, at this point. Yeah. But, you know, that was the old me years ago would have not paid attention to the Lord tapping on my shoulder. You know, the old me before the Lord would not have cared. I just would have been mad. I probably would have yelled at him when he came in the door. And for what? Like, he hadn't done anything wrong or on purpose. Like, he probably didn't even know I had carpool. You know? <laughs> it was like a Monday morning. And anyway, it just shows that when the Lord gets in there, yeah, he really starts to change your heart. And we do things. We humble ourselves. And we encourage others. And we build them up. Not for them. Because I did not do that for my husband that day. I literally did it for the Lord. And I think that's what you're saying as well. It's funny how they both have to do with coffee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Something about early in the morning makes you cranky. But um, there's a humility that comes with serving the Lord and being a humble servant to encourage and build others up. Yeah. You know, did you guys ever have the conversation like, hey, babe, where the hydrangeas go? Or, hey, Allison, why did you run out Did that conversation happen? Oh, I did. I did tell him. And I even told him everything. And I, and I was not even going to put the water in the Keurig for you because I was so mad. And then the Lord told me I had to. Oh, my <laughs> so, gosh. Like, I can have these conversations with him. And he just looks at me and he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, wow. like you crazy lady. <laughs> but like, he he just knows me. And I'm like, and I did not do it for you. I just did it for the Lord. Because I am still mad at you, even though you didn't do anything. And he was like, okay, I love you. Right. Like, y'all, I have such good man. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny because my husband and I do have conversations about them as well. Like, you know, well, I just want you to know what I was going to do. But then God stepped in. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's important because, you know, that's one of the things when Matt and I do marriage ministry, we're like, look, if you don't have God in the center of this, we don't know how you keep a marriage together. Because I'm not, I, I literally, when it comes to my marriage, I do not report to Matt. I report to the Lord 
and yeah. he holds me accountable. And if it wasn't for reporting to him, I uh, a mess. Yeah, a lot of days, like I have to get over myself. You know, right? <laughs> I, I think that's you know um, a lot of us in many aspects of life, whether it be we're reporting to a boss or reporting to. Um, you know, our kids, we don't report to our kids, but you know, just the humility of motherhood. Yes. You mm. know, or the humility of having to report to a boss that may not be as qualified as you are. Right. Like, you can't do that repeatedly without God in your life. That's for sure. I mean, you can. It's a fiery road. I've been on it. It's kind of fun when you're in the middle of it, but when you look back, <laughs> it wasn't right. the best, you know. I had this one boss who used to say, you know, um, what do you think about this, Melissa? And I would say, I don't know. I'm just the lowly whatever. You're the wise one. Yeah. (laughs) Dripping in sarcasm. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Thank you for forgiving me. So how do you encourage one another and build each other up? Yeah. and And I think ask yourself, like, what will you do now? I mean, if you've come to a place in your life that you believe that God sent his son Jesus to die for you on the cross, and you've kind of been hanging around, sitting on the fence or whatever. In your attic. Yeah, or in your hiding in your attic. One, like, you know, maybe get out of the book and live it out a little. Or two, ask yourself, you know, where am I committed to living my life out to that looks as if? God is covering every piece of my life. You know, how can I get out there and do that? And I just really think that what you said, the bringing in the humility piece is so wise. And it takes a lot of humility. And lots of conversations in your head with God. Because He will straighten you up if you're willing to listen. Oh, yes, He will, girl. (laughs) Just wait for that tap on your shoulder. Man, if someone taps on my shoulder, y'all, freak me out. Well, we're looking forward. We, I enjoyed this conversation. And next week, we, we have a few more that we're going to, we have three more that we're going to look at, three more attributes that we yeah. can live by to continue on this path. And I know it's going to take even more humility. But we enjoyed this conversation with you this week, and we look forward to being with you next week on The Center of the Saint. See you later.